At Bryan Health, we care for patients, educate tomorrow's health care providers, motivate our community with fitness and health programs, and collaborate to continually improve how we serve others. That's why we're proud to present Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you're trying to integrate healthier foods into your diet, you may think that eliminating all foods that contain fat is the right way to go. But our brain is made up of 60% fat, and the fat we eat feeds our brain and spinal cord, which aids our neurological functions and mental clarity. Fat is a vital part of our core nutrition and enables us to live happy, healthy lives. My guest today is Hillary Youngie. She's a registered dietitian at Bryan Health. Welcome to the show, Hillary. So do we need fat in our diet? What does fat do for us? Well, yes, we do need some fat in our diet. And as we know, some of the fats provide function in the body for a calorie source. In fact, fats are the most calorie-dense form of stored energy compared to carbohydrates and proteins. And also fats become a major fuel source once we've exhausted our carbohydrate stores that have been used up in the body. And also fats serve to insulate the body and to cushion and actually protect organs. And finally, dietary fat is also necessary for the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins, so we need some fat in our diet so we can absorb vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. So those are some major functions that we need fat in the diet. So does our body make fat, or do we have to all get, you know, get it all from dietary intake? The body can actually synthesize most fatty acids from other dietary fuels. Therefore, except for two of the long-chain fatty acids, the alpha-linolenic acid and linoleic acid, dietary fat is not technically an essential part of the human diet. So most of our fats we can produce ourselves. We just need a small amount of those essential fatty acids that we can't get from our body that we need to synthesize. People think that all fats are bad, but there are different types of fats that we can bring in with our diet. Tell us about the different types of fat. So we want to, I tell patients to think of fats as, it's like a fat cocktail. There are three main components. There's there's monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, and saturated fats. And so that's what most of the fats that we have will be made up of those. It just depends on how much of these individual fatty acids make up that fat will tell us, is this a monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, or a saturated fat? We know that a monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fat, think of that as being a fat that's going to be liquid at room temperature. So a lot of your cooking oils, um, like olive oil, canola oil, corn, peanut, safflower, soybean, And sunflower, those are all going to be monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. They're liquid at room temperature versus a fat that's highly saturated. Those fats are going to be solid at room temperature. And you're going to see fat sources from like your visible marbling in your meat that you can visibly see that hard, visible fat. That's a saturated fat. And there also are some tropical oils that are also saturated fats the palm kernel, coconut oil, for example, those are highly saturated fats, and those are going to be solid at room temperature. And I want to mention there's that fourth type of fat that we call the man-made fats. Those are the hydrogenated fatty acids or trans fats. Those were made, believe it or not, this takes us back to 1911 when Crisco was invented. 
Dad brought about the trans fats, hydrogenated fats, and through science, they have taken an unsaturated, monounsaturated, polyunsaturated fat that was liquid at room temperature, and by adding hydrogen to the molecules of that polyunsaturated or unsaturated, monounsaturated fat, they made it a hard, visible vegetable oil fat. And so that's kind of how the hydrogenation process started was back in 1911 with the invention of Crisco. And what scientists have found out is that these fats, those trans fats or hydrogenated fats, are actually going to be more damaging and harmful to us than what was originally thought back when this invention took place. But those are the main types of fats, the monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and saturated So then let's talk about getting a healthy balance of fats in our diet. How can we incorporate fats? And give us some cooking tips and some of your favorite foods. Because people here, if they're trying to lose weight, they hear, oh, avocados are a high-fat food, but they're a healthy food. We hear we should cook with olive oil. So give us some cooking tips and some of your favorite foods that contain the fats that we should be eating. Okay. So we want to, obviously, we want to have some fat in our diet. And we want to do this in a healthy way. And so we want to focus on those types of fats that are going to be mostly monounsaturated and polyunsaturated. And again, those will come from the olive oil, canola oil, the avocados that we mentioned. Nuts are a good source of monounsaturated fats. And so we want to incorporate a little more of those to replace the saturated fats in our diets and hydrogenated fats in our diet. And so some ways that we can incorporate these healthier fats into our diet is actually looking at uh, the Mediterranean diet plan. I know many of us have maybe heard of the Mediterranean diet. This is actually one of the healthiest ways to incorporate healthy fats into the diet. Uh, This type of eating plan has been shown to protect against heart disease and help improve heart health in persons with existing heart disease. And this type of eating plan may also protect against diabetes and cancer and even help you live longer. So this type of eating plan really is packed with fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, lentils, fish, and those healthy fats. Uh, Most of the fat source in the Mediterranean diet is olive oil and olives, Um, but it also limits your meats and poultry. It's moderate intake of those foods, but lots of fruits, vegetables, and these healthy oils. And so, you know, what that's what we want to do. We want to replace those saturated fats from some of those fatty sources of meat to using more olive oil in our cooking and baking and kind of swapping out some of those unhealthier fats with the healthier monounsaturated fats. Um, some Some of the things that you can do to do this is let's just kind of take a look at the oils that we use. Uh, Canola oil, this is a form of the monounsaturated fat. Um, It's similar to the olive oil, so they're both very high in monounsaturated fatty acids. We know that these oils can help reduce one's risk of heart disease, can help lower that bad cholesterol, they raise the good cholesterol, Um, And we know that using the virgin or extra virgin, that label, we're going to get even more antioxidant benefits from that oil also. So kind of replacing 
your fats with those healthier oils is one way that we can do that in cooking. And you can use olive oil, you know, as a replacement for butter. So there's a charts out there that you can convert. If your recipe calls for butter, you can replace that with an olive oil or canola oil um, using that conversion. So, for example, you can, if your recipe calls for one cup of butter, you can replace that butter using olive oil and use only three-fourths cup of the oil versus one cup of butter. Or if it calls for a half a cup of butter, you would use one-fourth a cup of that oil, olive oil, plus two tablespoons of oil. And you can use these. Olive oil we think we just use with sautéing vegetables or maybe in our meat, but also you can use it in your baking and with your cakes and cookies. It works really well with that, too. So uh, that's a nice substitution with the oils. Um, Another, you know, also in addition to the baking, but also using it as a salad, drizzling your salads with an olive oil, vinegar base, um, walnut oil. That's another good type of oil that we would want to get some good omega-3s from. This oil has a high concentration of the alpha-linolenic acid that converts to omega-3s, the EPA and DHA that we know is good for our heart. And so you could use walnut oil to dress salads or drizzle onto a pasta dish. Um, You know, walnut oil doesn't hold up real well to the high heat of of those high temperatures, so it wouldn't be good for frying, um, but it is a good good base for dressing and that on your salads. Does heating the oils change their good fat ability for us or no? That's a good question because when it comes to cooking, again, not all oils will be created equal. Some oils can handle the heat and some can't. And we talk about the smoke point with oils. This will tell us the temperature at which it starts to break down. So when we start, if you start to see smoke from that oil as you're heating, that means we've reached the point that it's breaking down and it should be discarded because it loses its nutritional value and can impart a bitter, unpleasant taste to your food. So some of those oils that are good for sautéing and cooking your meats and, you know, the canola oil, the olive oil are good choices. What about coconut oil and ghee? Coconut oil, there's been a lot of claims out there with the benefits of coconut oil, saying that it's actually good for the heart. Um, athletes are using like coconut water as a after-workout replacement beverage. There's just not the evidence to support the use of coconut oil in place of like a olive oil or canola oil. Coconut oil is actually the highest, it has the highest content of saturated fat amongst even your lard and beef fat. So it is even higher in saturated fat than those sources. So I tell people, be careful with this oil. You can use it in moderation, but it is a highly saturated fat, and it will still raise your bad cholesterol, and it may it may increase your HDL, but it will definitely increase your bad cholesterol too. So we want to just use it in moderation. I don't recommend the use of it very often. I prefer olive oil or canola oil, 
um, in your cooking just because it's such a highly saturated fat. And we know that saturated fats will increase our LDL cholesterol, that bad cholesterol. And we know with having increased LDL levels that that puts us at risk for heart disease. So then, Hillary, just wrap it up for us in the last few minutes here. Your best advice, what you tell people every day about incorporating healthy fats into their diet. Yeah, I say don't focus on a single nutrient. Um, It's the dietary pattern that you eat every day is what's going to protect you for your health and your heart. So including lots of fruits, vegetables, lean meat, plenty of lentils, legumes, beans, and healthy fats. Those fats are going to be liquid at room temperature, olive oil, canola oil, nuts, the avocado. Those have those healthy sources of those good fats that we want to include, but in moderation. We just want to keep everything in moderation and not overdo any one nutrient because, as we know, the fats are high in calories, so we want to keep it in proportion, but a good balance, that overall good, healthy eating pattern. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about healthy living, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.